Hello and welcome back to SVN On The Go. Today we're connecting with Augie Schmidt from SVN Saunders Ralston Dantzler in Lakeland, Florida. We have the pleasure of hearing his journey from being a research analyst to a top producer at his office back in 2020. Augie, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the show. How have you been? Yeah, good. Things are uh, going really well. Um, markets, market's hot and uh, doing good deals with good people. So um, yeah, exciting time. Uh, but yeah, happy to be here and thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And we're excited to get some get to spend some time in person with you next week. So uh, yeah, we'll dive right into our first question. Augie, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you currently do in commercial real estate and then more specifically for your firm as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, like you said, Augie Schmidt, I'm uh, 27. I have a beautiful family of four um, right here in Lakeland, Florida, between Tampa and Orlando, um, positioned along the I-4 corridor, which has seen uh, tremendous growth. Um, from a commercial real estate aspect. So uh, a lot of the, you know, right place at right time uh, for my career. But um, yeah, I'm a senior advisor with uh, SVN Saunders Ralston Dantzler. Um, and I don't know, I mean, we haven't had the conference yet, but I think we're the number one SVN office uh, in the country. So uh, that may be a little uh, preliminary, but we'll see uh, here in the next week or two. So I'm uh, excited for that to get announced. Uh, but I know we're I know we're up there, but hoping we're number one. So, um, but yeah, uh, great firm, great firm to be with. Um, obviously, a younger guy. I've been in the business for um, you know about five years now. So um, you know it's 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 really starting to pick up steam and really you know feel like I have a strong foundation under me. So um, you know momentum as well as the market. I mean things are rolling and things are going really well. Nice, nice. So we know a bit about you from our talks before. We understand that you started in research. How did this prepare you for your transition into the broker role? Yeah, so so being in the research role was huge for me. And that and that really was, you know, provided an incredibly strong foundation um, for my career, just the just the knowledge, uh, the knowledge of the market that it gave me. <clears throat> so pretty much the role was. Um, where the, the research department would conduct uh, BPOs or BOVs for, uh, for the advisors. So I got hired on with Saunders, um, like I said, fresh out of college and uh, stepped into a research analyst role where I just, you know, cranked out these, uh, these BPOs um, pretty much, you know, all day long and, you know, did a couple, probably a couple per week. Um, but yeah, did that for, um, did that for about two years total. Um, I took the job and I knew I wanted to sell off the bat. I knew that's naturally where uh, my calling and my gifts were just uh, better aligned. So, um, you know, once I started the research analyst role, I probably got licensed to sell two or three months after that. Um, but then, you know, but then I knew it was only a matter of time, you know, until I fully stepped into that sales role. So, um, you know, like I said, it, it really, you know, going through each property that came through the pipeline, uh, doing a full top-down evaluation of it. We used to put together, you know, 20, 25 page packages in InDesign. Um, and, you know, it ultimately included an value that, you know, uh, that helped the advisor, you know, win the business. So, um, you know, we got to really, you know, taste all four food groups there, um, you know, all industrial office, retail, multifamily, um, all different size ranges, all different areas of the market, mostly Central Florida. So the market, you know, that we operate in. Um, but yeah, that that gave me a really, really strong foundation uh, for the rest of my career, and really, um, you know, gave me 
gave me the momentum to, you know, or gave me the ability to have this type of momentum and move so quickly, I think, once I stepped into the sales role. Um, just because, I mean, as we all know, it's, it's, it's knowledge and it's expertise. So, um, you know, I was just kind of being fed that just drinking through a fire hose, like I said, for about two years, um, until I made the full switch, you know, into, into full-time sales. Yeah, absolutely. And career growth is, is so important. So from going from research to now being a full-time broker internally, we talk about specialization and how important that is for the business and building your career. I know we had spoken prior to this, how you started in multifamily, but how has that evolved over time and why are you specializing in industrial properties today? Yeah, so so I started in multifamily, um, you know, when I really when I really got more interested in real estate uh, coming out of college, uh, I was, you know, searching, you know, YouTube and Google and what was out there and who was out there and uh, you know, Grant Cardone was one of the big guys at the time, and he still is. He's still, you know, doing an incredible job in the multifamily space. Um, but yeah, I watched a lot of his videos and underwriting and analysis and, and you know, the whole nine there. So um, I knew multifamily had a ton of steam already behind it. And this was, you know, 2016, 2017. So I think that's like, at least from my eyes, you know, kind of right before it got real ridiculous, like really, really low cap rates. Um, but, you know, I saw that. Um, I kind of saw that writing on the wall. And so I said, Hey, let me get into, you know, multifamily. Let me try that out first. Um, and, you know, I specialized in a small, I, I knew that I wasn't going to do the, you know, the grant card on the uncle G size deals, you know? So like, <laughs> yeah. I knew I wasn't going to do three or 500, you know, complexes. Um, however, you know, I, I started in the 10 to 50 unit um, area and I just noticed in my market um, that those deals, there wasn't a ton of velocity. So they didn't trade a lot. You know, they're, they're cash flow machines and, you know, people buy them and they hold them and, you know, they cash flow them for retirement. They give them to their kids or their grandkids or whatever it is. Um, and, yeah, we just didn't have a lot of um, there wasn't a lot of turn turnover, change of hands, you know, in that asset class. Um, and then I and then I kind of, uh, you know, got my shot in something else. And you know, what was second was, was retail. And, um, you know, for those, you know, of you that know Gary Ralston, he's kind of been coined the, the retail wizard and he's used to run a public real estate company that was all, you know, retail focused. So, um, he, you know, he was an incredible mentor of mine here at the firm and, um, you know, being around him a lot, you know, really got me into retail. So, you know, kind of moved more into the shopping center space and did some, did some freestanding triple net deals and those were cool, um, but really liked shopping centers because I like the multi-tenant approach, um, just the complexity of a large center and multiple leases and, you know, kind of everything that's going on there. Um, and yeah, and had some success there. Um, and then, and then I, I just happened to get my shot at industrial and, um, you know, got a great opportunity there, you know, started to taste a couple smaller deals and then, you know, came across a, a really large one. Um, and it was an absolutely just it was a God given opportunity. And, um, you know, it, it pretty much attached rocket boosters to my career as far as, you know, the kind of gold stamp on the resume. Um, but, yeah, had the ability to do that deal. And it was a hundred and twenty five thousand square foot industrial park. Um, but, you know, once I did that deal and, you know, kind of went through it. Um, learned, you know, learned truly what it takes, you know, to, to transact that type of deal with that many tenants. Um, and it was, it was 
right before COVID too. So the tail end of it was during COVID, which was crazy, but, um, you know, got my first big shot at a deal like that and just absolutely loved it. So, um, you know, from there, uh, I just started to feed more and more into industrial and, you know, just the people that I'm dealing with, the property types, um, you know, the tenants, uh, you know, everybody in that space, that's, that's really who I meshed well with. And I think for other advisors, I think that's what's big with when it comes to like specializing is, you know, just kind of knowing what space you fit into best um, because there's different, there's different types of people in each sector. So, you know, like I said, I mean, the, you know, the tenants that you're dealing with in an industrial park are going to be significantly different than, you know, a very urban retail center. So, you know, and, and the owners, I mean, unless you're, the owners are different too. So, you know, uh, you know, everybody in those sectors, like I said, it's just a little bit different. You got to kind of figure out, you know, who you mesh best with. And for me, that was that was industrial, um, but it just happened to be kind of, you know, like I said earlier, right place at right time, um, you know, central Florida and industrial real estate. It's just a, it's just a hotbed. So um, so, you know, it was it was, uh, you know, incredibly good for me uh, in my career. So, you know, something I'm, I'm really grateful for. Yeah, and you mentioned Gary. I've, I've had the pleasure of getting to spend some time with him at ICSC and a couple of the product council calls. So I know he's a great guy. And with yeah. all of those um, acronyms and abbreviations after his name, it's, uh, it's a great person to have as a mentor. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he's, he's obviously a wealth of knowledge. Um, you know, he's, he's got an incredible real estate mind, but also just, you know, he's, he's an incredible person as well. So um, awesome heart, just an awesome man. Um, and yeah, him, Dean, Todd, um, you know, all the guys here uh, really, really have looked out for me and, and, and they've pushed me to, to, you know, get to where I am today. So, um, you know, going back, not to go back too far, but, um, you know, leaving the research analyst role, uh, you know, I was kind of being fed on like an hourly wage. I was being fed on an hourly wage through that. It wasn't like a, you know, to jump to 100% commission. It wasn't like, I don't want to say, you know, sit here and say I was fearless and relentless and just did it all myself. I was kind of, you know, clinging on to, you know, hey, there's some security here. Um, but, you know, those three, um, along with uh, Jonathan Breras, you know, David Hungerford in the office, they knew, um, you know, how good I could be you know, putting 100% of my time towards sales. So um, yeah, they really, you know, they really, uh, you know, pushed me to do that, uh, really encouraged me along the way. And, um, you know, they just kind of called that greatness out of me. So something, once again, just really grateful for, you know, being here uh, with these guys here at the firm. Amazing, amazing. Well, we've seen how great you've done and we know that it takes a high level of discipline to achieve what you've achieved while juggling your personal for personal life. So can you speak to how you managed to create and sustain a work-life balance during these busy seasons? Yeah, um, no, I, I appreciate the kind words, uh, you know, first off. Um, and yeah, work-life balance is, is something that's really important to me. And, um, you know, I kind of like speaking on, I, I think it's, it's not talked about enough. Um, unfortunately, I think and you'll hear all the different types of things like, hey, there's no such thing as work-life balance or like, hey, you have to have this set, you know, it's like people, you know, they figure out what works best for them, you know, so I definitely don't have all the answers here. Um, but I mean, I know what's worked for me and my family and what's important to me. Um, and I've also kind of seen the red flags that that have popped up um, and, and sort of a, 
toxicity with, you know, American business culture. Um, you know, and I think that's, you know, that's, that, that's, you know, the, the most toxic part about, you know, the work-life balance, uh, conversation is, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, the more you work, the more you work, the better you are, the more you work, the, you know, the higher up on the totem pole you are. And it's kind of like, you know, forcing, forcing people or, pre uh, you know, putting pressure on, on people to work 60, 70, 80 hour weeks, because that's what makes you quote unquote successful, you know? So mm -hmm. I just think that, you know, that really couldn't be so far from the truth. Um, I mean, I think uh, hard work is, is vital. Uh, it, you, you can't not have it. Um, however, you know, I can probably count on one hand, you know, as many 60 hour weeks I've had, I can, I could probably count on one hand, um, just because, you know, there's, there's other things in my life that I am value, that I value just so much more, um, you know, my faith, my family, my community. And, uh, you know, I think putting work in its place is something that is, a, is an ongoing struggle, you know, like I said, definitely not perfect at it, but, um, you know, the sooner that you can grasp that, you know, especially a young person, the sooner they can grasp that in their career and put work, business, money in the place that it should be, um, you know, I, I think the better off you'll be. And I, and I know at least for me, and like I said, my formula, um, you know, that category is like number, you know, four or five on the totem pole of, you know, priorities in my life. So um, really just aligning your priorities and, you know, making sure you have those straight and, um, you know, no, knowing what's what's most important to you and, and you know, spending time there and, and making sure those things are, uh, you know, paid attention to, so. Yeah, absolutely. And we know work-life boundaries are key more now more than ever, especially with everybody being so accessible with their cell phones, getting on a Zoom call like we are today. Right. right. With... Yeah, with that new generation of brokers coming in to the real to the real estate industry and some of these older brokers aging out a little bit, if you could speak to a younger commercial real estate professional, either fresh out of college or a new to business advisor to commercial real estate, what kind of characteristics would you tell them to look for and what should they be looking for a firm that they want to join? Yeah, so, um, you know, this is something I, I've, I've talked to a few uh, younger people lately that have, you know, talked about getting into commercial real estate or thinking about it. And, um, you know, I think, you know, looking at the firms that, that are going to, you know, first off, like I said, when, when it comes back to priorities, I, I kind of see, you know, where my, where, where work lies in my priority list. Um, and I like to see that leaders of the firm, you know, where their priorities are at as well. Because like I said, if you, if you, um, you know, are trying to, you know, raise a family and, and ha or have a relationship or work-life balance or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, you have somebody that's running the firm and they're like, hey, if you're not working 80 hours a week, you're not going to make a dollar and you're going to fail. Um, you know, obviously that's a big red flag. So, um, you know, being here at Saunders and just kind of noticing, you know, how, how these guys live their lives how they treat their families, their wives, their kids. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably first and foremost for me, because I knew, you know, for me personally, that was the you know very top of, of my priority list. So, you know, looking at the leaders and saying, how do they live their lives? Um, and then also, you know, one of the biggest things that attracted me here was, um, you know, how, I should have a better term for this, but, you know, what, what level are they playing at? 
Um, and like I said, I had a, like a preliminary flex maybe uh, with being the number one office, uh, you know, in the, in the country. But, you know, I noticed that, you know, Dean, Gary, Todd, and everybody here at the firm is playing at an extremely high level. So I've always, you know, felt that calling and felt that desire to, you know, absolutely maximize and steward uh, the resources that have been given to me. So, um, so with that being said, it's like, hey, when I spend my time and energy and focus on something like I want to use it to the absolute best of my ability. So for, for young people, I would say, you know, looking at the leaders in the organization and, you know, seeing how they live their lives and then how, you know, what type of focus and intensity and, uh, you know, they bring to work and, and really just, you know, looking at the, the fruit of their labor. And, um, you know, and, and those, those are probably the top things. And usually when those things are aligned and, and in order, um, the mentorship, um, the support, you know, those type of things are, are very quickly to follow. Right. Because I think, you know, at great with great organizations, it's not, you know, three people at the top. You know, there's there's a team, you know, there's a big team, a big family, and that's how we feel like we are here. And we're all supporting each other and we're all like really wanting to see each other succeed and willing to go out of our ways to, you know, each other's way to make that happen. So um, you know, that's that's what I would look for most. And uh yeah, if I if I was a young broker, just paying attention to the leaders and the culture uh of the organization. And I think, you know, not only uh, Saunders, Ralston, and Dantzler, but SVN as a whole, I think that's something that SVN does extremely well. The culture, um, it's, it's, it's top shelf. So, you know, uh, this, this industry can be, uh, this, in, this industry, it's interesting and it can be, it can be cutthroat. It can be greedy. It can be nasty. Um, you know, you start throwing around, you know, multiple commas and, you know, people act different. So I think, you know, uh, knowing that, you know, as a, as a young man and say, Hey, that's cool and exciting and such, but like, Hey, when you start to throw around big numbers or big deals, or, you know, talk about doing great things, it's like, how are these people acting? You know, how are they, how are they treating others? You know? So, you know, I've, I've at the very beginning and, um, you know, jumpstart and, uh, you know, annual conference, whatever it is, seeing the people that are doing extremely well, um, you know, the time that they'll give you the time that they'll, uh, you know, spend talking to you, and just kind of how they'll go out of their way to, to pour into your life. You know, I think that's, um, you know, that's something that's big. And like I said, it's, 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 it's top down. It's, it's completely like SVN culture as a whole. So, you know, I've noticed that throughout not only my organization here, but, you know, throughout the, throughout the country, you know, SVN as a whole is, is really doing that well. Yeah. And we, we appreciate that. That's what we pride ourselves in. And again, like you said, it, like we have the annual conference coming up next week. We couldn't be more excited to just get to spend some FaceTime with everybody after uh, after this the last couple of crazy years. So, yeah. Augie, we just wanted to say thank you so much again for taking the time, not once but twice, to to record with us. And yeah, we're we're excited to to spend some time with you next week. And thank you again, and thanks for for giving this wealth of knowledge to our listeners today. Yeah, absolutely. How many ever times I got to do it? Uh, I'll do it. So uh, no, this was, this was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I look forward to the conference and uh, hopefully this, you know, provides value to somebody out there and um, you know, anybody just uh, reach out and uh, love to get connected and uh, you know, thank you all both so much for doing this. Awesome. And for, for the viewers and the listeners, could you give us your contact information so they can reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my email is Augie, 
at svn.com. Uh, I persuaded a uh, corporate, I don't know who it was, but uh, I said, hey, is there is there another Augie? You know, because I know it's usually first dot last at SVN. Um, and, you know, the more simple the email, the better. We've all ran into that nightmare of spelling an email over a phone. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I convinced them to just give me Augie at SVN.com. That's A-U-G-I-E at SVN.com. Um, so, yeah, shoot me an email. I'd love to, you know, uh, link up over Zoom. Uh, email, talk about a deal, talk about, um, you know, just about anything. I'm an open book. So um, yeah, once again, I really appreciate it. And uh, see you all in New Mexico. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. See you. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Bye. 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 Bye.